everybody. Josh Norris didn't want to work today. My name is Hayden Week, so I'm taking over uh, on the podcast feed. Joining me today is Sosa from the Underdog NFL News Team. He's not just doing NFL news. If you've seen the Underdog tweets uh, on the MLB, the NBA, Sosa's got his hand in all of that. Sosa, uh, how's it going? And then tell us about um, the project over there. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, not an MLB guy myself, so it's kind of out of my wheelhouse. I, I can't wait for NFL to get back. So this is kind of um, right right in my wheelhouse here. So uh, a lot more comfortable doing this kind of stuff. Everything's been good, though. I've uh, been having fun kind of grinding it out with the guys. That's what makes it fun. You know, going to war with those guys every day is uh, really interesting. So uh, things are good. Can't wait to get, uh, you know, back into the swing of things here with the NFL. The offseason was wild. Uh, even today, you get some news on Debo Samuel, things like that. So uh, it feels like it never stops, man. The NFL is never ending. Yeah, NFL is certainly king. They've spaced the reason why the draft is so long. We have to debate if Kayvon Thibodeau likes football is because it stays in the NFL stays front page for even uh, the offseason. So um, today we have a great column. Um, I want to show what Sosa was working on, breaking down the NFL team needs for all 32 teams. It's a great resource. I'm going to be using it for my mock drafts. Um, I'm going to be using it for my draft props. Uh, super detailed work. What Sosa did that's super key is the team need isn't offensive line. The, the team need isn't wide receiver. He's going to tell you if you need an X receiver, a Z receiver, a slot receiver, if he needs a guard, a left, uh, a right guard in particular, all that stuff. Those are the next level things that the teams are actually caring about. And I think that uh, a lot of lazy analysis out is out there, and we wanted to be avoiding that. So. Uh, first off, we're going to go in order of the draft. Um, this will be somewhat helpful for people doing mock drafts and draft props. Uh, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, it seems like it's going to come down to Aiden Hutchinson, maybe Trayvon Walker, but it seems like edge rusher um, is what they're set on just because of how the value is. I'm more curious about that 33rd overall pick. I don't care if it's Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker. What do you think they're going to be doing in the, the top of the second round? What are the other teams outside of edge? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Edge is definitely the first thing there. Uh, I think everyone would be shocked if they don't go with an edge in the with the first pick there. Um, some of the other things that I'm looking at, you know, I don't think you could kind of rule out tackle here. They bring back Cam Robinson, obviously, on a one-year franchise tag deal. Uh, Juwan Taylor, I think he was up there last year, the right tackle in, in penalties, which uh, he's still a good player, but, you know, you wouldn't necessarily rule that out. I think they could use help on the interior as well. Left guard, Ben Barch. I want to say he was a former third or fourth-round pick. Um We'll find out if he's starting quality this season, but that might be a spot they look at center Tyler Shatley as well. Um, and, and then you look at the defensive side of the ball. You know, I wouldn't necessarily rule out strong safety. You know, Audrey Cisco is a guy they did draft last year in the third round, but hardly played uh, towards the end of the year, did get a little bit more playing time. But, um, you know, that was kind of maybe the fiasco there with uh, Urban Meyer. I don't ex exactly know, but uh, wouldn't exactly rule that spot out either. Yeah, uh, for, for whatever reason, Josh Norris loves to throw Andrew Wingard and kind of pick on him on the show. I think it's just like an easy <laughs> target. You see that blonde hair, but he's always chasing somebody in the secondary, which is never a good thing. Um, yeah. One of the the prospects I'm looking at is Tyler Linderbaum. He's got an over-under prop at 27 and a half. He's very scheme-dependent because he's so small as a zone team. You mentioned center. I think that this is one of the landing spots. I don't think he's going to go before that 27 and a half. I think he might slip into the second round. Uh, but that is a definite need here. I agree with you. I think like the biggest priority uh, is getting Trevor Lawrence some help. Uh, moving on to number two, the Detroit Lions. They're kind of in the same spot as the Jaguars, where everything I'm seeing, it seems like it's going to be the edge rusher. Um, Jeremy Fowler on ESPN mentioned Malik Willis, but in, in that same report, he said even the Lions would think that's a little bit too early for Malik Willis. 
Um, assuming they go an edge rusher, they have that 32nd and 34th overall pick. What are some of the other positions uh, besides edge? Yeah, I think the first thing you got to highlight here is uh, linebacker. You know, they got a lot of guys here that are sort of unproven and maybe they want to go that route and maybe not uh, invest too much at that position, which I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Brad Holmes, the current GM, former Rams guy, uh, worked with the Rams for nearly two and a half decades. So the Rams don't really invest much in their linebackers. Maybe that's a spot they want to avoid, but uh, definitely could look to improve there. I think you look at cornerback. I mean, there's definitely spots. I mean, the, the secondary in general, really, you look at both the safety spots, they could improve. Uh, and cornerback as well, like I mentioned. A little bit of uncertainty there with a guy like Jeffrey Okuda. Is he going to come back healthy? Uh, struggled when he was on the field. Jerry Jacobs, is he starting quality player? Uh, I think you definitely want to look at the secondary uh, secondary there You know, at the end of the first round, even going into the second round. Yeah, Lewis Seen, the safety from Georgia, makes sense. N'Kobe Dean, uh, linebacker from Georgia, kind of fits that Dan Campbell mo uh, mode. I was just curious, how much do you think like the personality actually matters? Like You don't really hear about... like. Uh, prospects making sense for personality fits but you hear it all the time with dan campbell do you think dan campbell is like some like try hard where you have to be a certain way or, or do you think he's more laxed and we're kind of like uh, overthinking this cave on versus trayvon walker stuff you know i wouldn't be shocked if he does have a type i mean the guy is clearly super uh physical like in your face loud kind of guy i wouldn't be shocked if he does have a certain kind of you know flavor when you want to say player, it's kind of funny you say that with a guy that, you know, like Jared Goff, who could not be more relaxed, more laid yeah. back, more quiet. But, uh, you know, when, when you start to get your hands in there and he's now obviously getting a second chance to really get his hands in that draft process with his new GM, I wouldn't be shocked if they do go for a Dan Campbell style of guy. Yeah, I, I keep going back to the Jared Goff thing. It's a really good point. And it seems like the Rams kind of culture where they just you don't have to be like the biggest ass kicker and stuff. You just got to like football. And I think that's like people have spent too much time with the cave on Tibbet of stuff. Uh, Josh Norris is going to have a podcast where he has the top 10 teams. They have, he has a beat reporter from each team. Uh, we're going to get the answer from Chris Burke or another lions reporter on who's going to go number two versus cave on Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker. I think that we might be overthinking a little bit too much. And uh, Dan Campbell, I don't think is as big of a try hard as what the media uh, wants to think. I think mean, he's got a little bit more of a personality than that. Uh, moving on to actual football talk, though, we have the Texans at third overall. Obviously, the team needs, you could have spent uh, an entire article on the team needs <laughs> for the Texans. Uh, let's break it down to the top prospects. Sauce Gardner seems to be in the, mit, uh, in the mix now. Uh, do you think it's edge rusher? Is it offensive line or is it Sauce Gardner at corner for third overall? Yeah, you know, I, I think they're in a perfect spot to throw away needs and just grab the best player you possibly can every single round. I mean, this is a team that, like you said, you could have wrote a whole article on the Texans' needs, never mind, you know, touching on what they need. So um, when I look at it, whatever the best possible, you know, outcome you can get at that position, whether that's corner, which is obviously a high-value position, edge rusher, same thing. Um, I don't even think you could necessarily rule out offensive line if they want to take one of these left tackles and kick them over to right tackle. Then you kind of have your bookends there with uh, Laramie Tunsil and give you know Davis Mills an actual shot to prove himself whether he is or not a franchise quarterback. You know, I, I wouldn't rule out receiver. I wouldn't really rule out anything when it comes to this team. I actually put defense as one of their needs in general. I think they could use help on all three levels. So whoever they think you know is the best prospect at that spot that you know has all pro potential, I think that's the guy that they should definitely value. Yeah, in my mock drafts, I've been having uh, Icky or Evan Neal there for the longest time. To me, it doesn't. it's never made all that sense because they have Larry Mintunzel for the next two years just looking at his contract. So you'd be basically drafting a left guard at third overall. And like, 
Quentin Nelson did that. But outside of that, you don't really see that too often. They have Titus Howard, who was supposed to be a tackle. They might move him to right tackle. So the more I think about it, I think that cover two, Lovey Smith, uh, he's going to go sauce Gardner here. He's at plus 400 odds. I'm starting to, to hear that pop up more. It fits the biggest team need. And then if you're looking at it, I don't think that Derek Stingley is going to be there available for the number 13 overall pick. So I think that if you get your corner now, maybe you get lucky and one of those edge rushers, uh, uh, Jermaine Johnson, one of those types goes um, 13th overall. Uh, another team with two multiple uh, high-end picks, the New York Jets. Uh, interesting team. Uh, right now, I'm seeing a lot of Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. Uh, I've yet to see too much uh, stuff linking them to Sauce Gardner. What do you think the just overall philosophy for the Jets' defense is? Obviously, coming from the 49ers as a, a very edge-focused group, uh, how much are you buying that? You know, I think there's something to it for sure. Robert Sala, definitely a guy that likes that rotation at D-line. Um, you talk about where their needs are and where sort of, you know, this draft is strong, at least in that first pick for them. Uh, I think it lines up really well with Edge. You know, you look at even last offseason, they go out and pay Carl Lawson a lot of money. Uh, I think he tore his Achilles or his ACL, can't recall which. Misses the whole season, which is unfortunate. Really good player, but... Um, I think they could still use help at that position. You know, this is a, a team that I think they want to build from the trenches outward, especially on the defensive side of the ball. John Franklin Myers, really good player, really good developing player. Um, but he's sort of a tweener. You know, you could kick him inside, kick him outside. I definitely think they should look edge at this spot. I think it just makes too much sense to pass up. Yeah, I think if Kayvon Thibodeau is there, they will be drafting him. Uh, let's say it goes edge, 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 which is certainly possible here. Uh, there seems like to be a decision on Makai Becton. I've heard reports that he was over 400 pounds at times. He is not, uh, doesn't seem like a reliable uh, player to them. Their other veteran is also somebody that comes off a bunch of injuries year after year. The beat seems like they're at least interested in uh, the tackle position. Uh, how much are you buying that? You know, I, I still think there's a, a better chance that they go elsewhere. I, I wouldn't necessarily rule it out if, you know, the value is good there and they obviously don't trust Mikai Becton, then, you know, that might be a spot they go with. But I think there's just too much potential with the guy. I, I think he's still a young player. There's so much there. Um, they obviously had George Fant step up for him at the end of the season, I want to say. Uh, if there's another position where they don't go with edge, I think it's a lot more likely they might go with a cornerback. Like you mentioned, Robert Sala, a defensive guy, he's going to want to build that unit a lot better than they are. Um, and I do think that there is a need a cornerback as well. If you get one of these guys that plays on the boundary, maybe you kick someone inside and that kind of covers your slot, uh, your slot need there. So I think cornerback personally is a lot better value and probably makes more sense there than tackle. Yeah, I think it's going to be edge. If, it, if it's Kayvon Thibodeau's available, I'm pretty sure it's going to be him. I think probably the same thing with Trayvon Walker. They have the time to develop uh, Trayvon. Uh, number five, New York Giants. Uh Right now, I'm seeing a lot of uh, offensive line projection. I'm seeing some Sauce Gardner projection. I think uh, looking at just number six, and this is what the Giants have to do. They have picks five and seven in the draft. The Panthers are definitely an offensive tackle team. They do not need a cornerback. So I'm looking at uh, offensive line. Do you think any of them in particular makes sense? And am, am I reading this correctly? Yeah, I think they definitely have offensive line needs. Uh, on this article, I listed left guard and right tackle specifically. Um, Andrew Thomas left tackle has really taken a big step last season, so that's good. But there's definitely needs on that offensive line. A lot of question marks. Is Matt Peart a guy that can start? Is Max Garcia a guy that's worthy of starting at left guard uh, where they currently have him projected? You know, I would say tight end is a need. Maybe not at, you know, that high, maybe in the second round. But um, <clears throat> um, 
You look at James Bradbury, another guy that is probably going to get traded at some point here. If they do trade him, he's their cornerback one right now. Certainly going to need a cornerback. And I think that spot is really, really enticing when it comes to cornerback there. Um, but, you know, this, this is another team that has a lot of needs. I really don't think they can go wrong. Yeah, so I think with James Bradbury, they had a goal of like clearing like $40 million in cap space. This team's building for the future. Uh, their head coach and GM are aligned. So I think James Bradbury is going to get moved. And that's why I think that Sauce Gardner uh, or Derek Stingley makes some sense. Also a different defense they're ruling out. But I'm also most, uh, the person I keep uh, projecting here is Evan Neal. You mentioned uh, left guard and right tackle. Well, out of the prospects that are coming out, Evan Neal, played left guard and right tackle at Alabama. Brian Dable also coached at Alabama. So I think Evan Neal fifth overall is kind of how I'm leaning, just reading the tea leaves there. Number six, Carolina Panthers. This is the biggest debate. Sosa, quarterback, left tackle, trade down. What are you thinking? Yeah, this is um, this is sort of where it gets fun, where it really becomes one of those puzzle pieces we've got to try and understand here. I think, you know, I go into the mind of where they're currently at right now. You look at... Uh, the coach entering the season, Matt Rule, on the hot seat. I mean, his whole regime here could be, you know, under fire. That might push them to kind of go the incorrect way. I think that might kind of uh, push them towards a quarterback where we all sort of probably agree that there's not a quarterback worthy of going in the top 10 here. Um, but definitely a lot of offensive line needs. We saw it last season. They just they couldn't hand, handle really anything on the left side of the field, uh, left tackle, left guard. They need help there, no doubt about it. I would probably start with that spot. Uh, but you look at Matt Rule, you know, this guy could be fired midseason. Um, and I think he's going to have a sort of a different priority. And you get a quarterback, maybe if he flashes a little bit as a rookie, might buy you a little bit more time as a head coach. So uh, I do think they go quarterback, but I certainly wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, so I was on the Locked on Panthers show with Julian, and he thinks that they might stick with Sam Darnold, maybe bring in a Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G. I think the they don't have a second and third round pick. So if they draft the quarterback, this what are you doing with the offensive line? I wonder if they try to trade down or take one of the, the left tackle. Um, if Evan Neal or Icky falls to them, I think Charles Cross would be a, a good fit at left tackle. And then as disgusting as it sounds, like Baker Mayfield <laughs> versus Sam Darnold. This is what Josh Norris is thinking. Um, any other uh, options? I see linebacker as a potential need here if they fall, uh, if they end up trading down. I think that they want to trade down it's just a matter if they're able to pull that off there's not really teams that are looking to trade up i don't think yeah i think linebacker is definitely one of the spots that i got circled shaq thompson good player he's going to start there they signed Corey littleton on a cheap one-year deal coming off a really bad tenure there with the raiders is he starting quality anymore i don't really know uh damian wilson one of the other guys projected to start I, I want to say he's in legal trouble as of yesterday or two days ago and probably not a starting quality player either so um Certainly a need there, you know, and I think when you look at the defense, they're a really good unit. Like this yep. is a really, really good unit. I, I just think when you look at the offense and, and you mentioned they don't have any picks in the second round there, if they move back, yeah, I could see it. You know, if you if you can scoop a second round pick, then maybe you have the luxury of going defense. If not, I think you got to make that offense better. We saw it last season. They just weren't good enough. Number seven, the Giants. We just talked about them. I do think this is a spot where if Sauce Gardner is still available, that this would be the pick. They would trade James uh, James Bradbury, clear up the cap space. Um, I think the other option would be to trade down, but enough on the Giants. They don't deserve our time. Uh, number <laughs> eight, uh, speaking of teams that don't deserve our time, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they need everything. It's basically like the Texans. They're completely starting over. I think that for fantasy purposes, this is the underdog football show. Uh, which wide receiver makes 
sense to Arthur Smith. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jameson Williams seem to be the consensus top three. Uh, completely different body types. They went at different levels of the field. Do you think there's any anything between one of those that makes sense in this offense, or, or am I overthinking this? I don't know that there's necessarily a type here. Uh, anybody with a heartbeat that can get open is a type for these guys. Uh, you talk about an offense that is just absolutely abysmal. I mean, they're they're terrible. They have the worst wide receiver core in football. They need three receivers, never mind one. In my suggestion, I would probably try to play it safe. You know, they like guys that can run routes. We saw with Calvin Ridley. Maybe you go get a guy like Chris Olave. He's my personal top receiver in this draft. Maybe not as high as the ceiling, you know, as some of these other guys like a Garrett Wilson, but you talk about a guy that you can plug and play from day one. He's going to get open. Uh, he's got some yak ability. For me, it's Chris Olave. This offense is starved for any kind of weaponry. You're not setting up Marcus Mariota for any kind of success here. Um, and either way, whoever you draft, I don't think it's going to be a good season, but I, I think you've got to go offense and receiver specifically. Uh, any chance at a quarterback? I was looking into the, the Falcons were trying to restructure Matt Ryan's contract before they ended up trading him. To me, that was a sign just even like thinking about restructuring that they didn't like this quarterback class because if they did, they would just draft one. They could just eat that big salary this year and move on. I don't think they're going quarterback. Do you think there's any chance that they do at eight? I think there's a chance, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't be a betting man on it. I think for whatever reason, they are sort of reluctant to dive headfirst into this rebuild when we all kind of know they should, and they're sort of kind of dragging it out. Um, but good for them, you know, if they don't like a quarterback at this spot, which we all know this quarterback class is not the best, I would suggest you probably hold off on it. I wouldn't necessarily rule it out 100%, but, you know, I just don't know that this is a spot or the year that you really want to go about, you know, drafting a quarterback that high. Yeah, I think Jermaine Johnson, Kyle Hamilton, those type of defensive, Jordan Davis even, uh, I think those type of prospects are more likely than a quarterback. Uh, number nine, the wildcard team, the Seattle Seahawks. They can draft Malik Willis. They can draft freaking Matt Corral. I wouldn't be surprised. They always have the most random uh, draft picks. I do think that their biggest need outside of quarterback is the tackle position. Um, do I have that right? That is absolutely correct here. Dwayne Brown, still a free agent. Uh, he might come back. He might not come back. I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen there. But as of right now, Stone Forsyth, uh, late day three pick, projected to start at tackle. Uh, Jake Curhan, who I've never even heard of starting at tackle. For Dang. all I know, that guy could be an accountant. Um, they need help there really, really badly. <clears throat> Mind you, this is a roster that is not up to par. They need help at a lot of spots. But I think tackle is definitely one of the spots they need a lot of help at. Yeah, it's interesting just looking about like the type of uh, prospect Charles Cross is. He's the consensus OT3 in the class, but he's coming from the air raid. I'm not sure how much the Seahawks uh, are going to like that. I will say Charles Cross was not recruited to be in the air raid, though, so I think that we might be overthinking that. I think that he's uh, an obvious connection. I'll also throw out Derek Stingley makes some sense here as well. Maybe it's Jermaine Johnson. Um, Devin Lloyd, somebody I projected here, the linebacker, that's like the complete wild card fill in for, uh, Bobby Wagner, the Seahawks, they're a team low key that has a bunch of needs here. So complete wild card in the draft. I think ultimately they have two picks in the, in the forties. I think that's where they go attack for their quarterback. Um, let them compete with drew lock. I think that this will probably be the best offensive tackle, uh, remaining. All right, back to fun fantasy football question here. New York jets have the 10th pick. We think it's going to be an edge rusher. At four, maybe an offensive tackle. I think probably the top three offensive tackles are going to be off the board. The Jets are picking. I've read Connor Hughes of The Athletic. He thinks it's going to be a wide receiver. So which one becomes the question? 
Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, or your guy, Chris Olave, who, who do you think fits the best? Yeah, I've seen a lot of Drake London here. And, you know, I, I think I like that spot. I really do. You know, you look at Corey Davis. I think he's your prototypical X receiver, a guy that can uh, do it all. He really doesn't have that much of a fault in his game. Elijah Moore definitely projects better as a slot guy. Um, so I, for me, it comes down to, do you want a big bodied guy like Drake London, who you can throw contested catches to, he's going to obviously, you know, climb the ladder and go get the football, but he can't separate too. I don't want to necessarily just pigeonhole right. him as that, um, or Garrett Wilson. Do you want a guy who you can get the ball into his hands and let him create? This is like a Kadarius, Tony, a Debo Samuel type of player where, uh, great route runner as well. I mean, I think he's probably the most sudden receiver in the class, but really just depends on what they want. If you want to go yak, I think you go Garrett Wilson. If you want. Uh, somebody who's a bit different compared to the guys they have. It might go with Drake London there. Yeah, I, I have Drake London or Garrett Wilson. I don't think that they need a Chris Olave or um, Jamison Williams. I just don't think that this offense needs that. Drake London, they use him in bunch sets. They use him uh, kind of like Robert Woods in a similar offense where he can block across the formation. Uh, he also, it's one of these offenses, Devontae Adams, uh, Debo Samuel, throw, throw these guys screens. That's exactly what Drake London did at USC. He can be a, a big slot in, in year one. He can move to X receiver when Corey David, they can get out of Corey Davis's contract. Um, so my projection right now for the Jets is like Kayvon Thibodeau plus Drake London. I think Garrett Wilson also um, makes sense as like a the more traditional receiver, but it sounds like for whatever reason, this defense just doesn't need cornerbacks and they want the wide receiver. So I'm expecting edge plus wide receiver here. Number 11, uh, Washington Commanders, I've seen them link to Kyle Hamilton. I've seen them link to the Ohio State wide receivers. It's one of those teams that on defense, there's not like a complete open spot. Um, if it is defense, do you think Kyle Hamilton makes sense? Is it Jordan Davis? What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be shocked with Kyle Hamilton here. I like that addition. Uh, Cam Curls, one of the current safeties, really underrated player. I think this guy's uh, somebody that needs to be talked about more in, in NFL circles in general. Um you know, I think the commanders are in a decent spot where you're not really hard pressed to, you know, fill a need anywhere. I think you can sort of just let the draft fall to you and sort of just take the best player available, whether that's if that's a corner, if that's Kyle Hamilton, like you mentioned, who seems to be slipping in mock drafts recently. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if it's a boundary receiver either. You know, I, I really like the receivers right now. Terry McLaurin, some question marks there. Uh, Curtis Samuel couldn't stay healthy last year. He's always had a you know a bit of a nagging injury sort of issue over the course of his career. And then you know they draft uh, Diami Brown in the second round. Really good vertical guy, but just didn't play much last season. They lose Adam Humphreys in free agency. So uh, I think they're in a really good spot where you can sort of just take whatever drops to you and be happy. Yeah, they cut Landon Collins and Kyle Hamilton. It's not the exact player that Landon Collins is, but uh, Kyle Hamilton is a definitely a big safety uh there's been some reports that maybe he plays a little bit of linebacker plays in the box a little bit which is exactly what landon collins did so i think that i was trying to uh, struggling maybe the maybe the uh falcons draft uh kyle hamilton at eight but i think that washington at number 11 makes a lot of sense uh another one of my favorite pairings number 12 the minnesota vikings uh you have cornerback as a Team need Derek Stingley. This is about his range. Getting the two LSU legends paired together here with Pat Pete and Derek Stingley. Uh, it sounds too good to be true. I'm going to be mocking that just because I love the story. Uh, outside of corner, um, what are the other needs and how big of a need is corner? 
Yeah, I think corner's a need right now for sure. Uh, if um, Mike Zimmer was still there, I would pretty much guarantee my life on it that they would draft a corner. That guy loves corners more than anyone, but uh, definitely I think it's a need. I mean, P2, Patrick Peterson slowing down right now, not the same player he once was. Cam Dantzler, you know, is he a starting quality player? Is he not? Showed some promise last year for sure. Uh, Chan and Sullivan, I believe they just signed a free agency. Probably not a starting quality player. And then <clears throat> you look at the offensive side of the ball. I think slot receiver is a spot you might want to address. Kevin O'Connell, of course, was with the Rams for a, a minute there. He's probably going to bring that same 11 personnel based offense out there. And if you want uh, a third receiver to make an impact, I'm not sure KJ Osborne is your guy. Uh, if that's the case, maybe, you know, first round might be a little bit rich for receiver with their other needs. But I think in the second round, that could certainly be an option. Uh, just because you are the Rams uh, <laughs> analyst, what should we expect him with Kevin O'Connell's offense? He's gone with 12 personnel. He's gone with 11 personnel. The Vikings have kind of gone either way. I think the biggest thing is that Kevin O'Connell and, and just under Sean McVay, they want to play fast. The Vikings have never been playing fast recently. So I think that's the, the easiest thing. Uh, do you think we're going to see like 65% neutral pass rate playing with speed uh, and we're going to see like the pass attempts spike up? Do, do you think that's going to be correct? I think it'll be closer to to what the Rams typically do. You know, I really do. It, I think the collaboration between McVeigh and uh, Kevin O'Connell was pretty evident last year. Uh, and at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if they find different ways to sort of attack uh, defenses, whether that's, you know, slow it down and kind of grind it out um, at times. But at the same time, you might see 12 personnel. But I, I generally think it will be, you know, based around 11 personnel. We're going to sort of go a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit faster. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see guys like, you know, Justin Jefferson, for example, we've seen uh, a few tidbits that he's going to get used similar to Cooper Cup, where they're going to try to get him the ball early and often move him around the formation. I think the offenses are going to mirror each other to some degree for sure. Okay. Uh, back to the Texans 13th overall, we said that they need anything. So I think that in the first round, whichever top prospect falls, maybe that's a Jermaine Johnson. Maybe it's a Drake London. Both seem like good fits to me. Maybe it's Jordan Davis uh, going to the second round. They have the 37th overall pick making a prediction right now. Brees Hall. I think that the Texans are going to be one of these teams actually spend up. They need to give <clears throat> Davis Mills uh, some, at least some skill players. And to be honest, until I was looking at your column, I couldn't name a uh, Texans running back. Uh, I didn't realize that they had Marlon Mack on the team. So I think Brees Hall in the second round, do you have any other Texans predictions for the pod? Yeah. Uh, I hope they don't go running back there for their sake uh, because they need a lot of help. And I'm not sure that they can spend a luxury pick on a running back just yet. I would love, you know, to get Davis Mills some help. I would just go with receiver. If you're not yep. getting one in the first round, I don't know how you could possibly justify sending Nico Collins out there, Chris Moore and Brandon cooks. I mean, you need more. Uh, you need more in the NFL this day uh, and age. Everyone's running out three superstar receivers. Like you just can't do it with that. Uh, to me, that is a really good spot in a deep receiver class to still get a guy uh, similar to like that Elijah Moore style player where yep. you're not, you know, maybe he's worthy of a top 15 pick and we all kind of know it, but the class is so deep that there's certain guys that are just going to get pushed down to that 25 through 38 type of range there where you're going to get a good player left over. And I think that would be a really good spot for them to start rebuilding that receiver core alongside a guy like Brandon Cooks, who they just signed. Yeah, you you wrote slot receiver, and I, I completely agree with you. Nico Collins could be that X receiver if he is any good. Obviously, Brandon Cooks takes the top off it. They definitely need a slot receiver. Maybe Sky Moore kicks into inside as an option. Mm -hmm. Jahan Dotson, if he doesn't go round one, those are the type of players we're looking at. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, we always know that they are a trench uh, team. Uh, it looks like on both sides of the ball, you have Ed Rusher, 
as a need. You have slot corner also a need and then inside at uh, left guard and center. Unfortunately, I don't really see a left guard or center that's supposed to go this high in the draft. Maybe you get Zion Johnson. I don't think that he would be the best fit. Kenyon Green, probably a little too early. Uh, what defensive spot do you think is the biggest need here? Yeah, shout out to somebody. When I shared the article, they they brought up Edge and made a really good point, so I had to put it on there eventually. Uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, you look at a guy like Tyus Bowser coming off, I believe it was a torn Achilles. Um, Odafe Owe, a guy I loved last year. And after that, they don't really have much. And then you look at, you know, they try to sign Zadarius Smith back in free agency. We're ready to pay him a lot of money. Probably foreshadow some of their um, wants when you look at, they were ready to spend some money there. So we know it. They love the uh, the trenches. Like you said, it's a O-line, D-line, O-line, D-line. Every year it feels like uh, I would be shocked if they don't go edge at that first spot, uh, depending on, I guess, how the board shakes out there. I think they could use some offensive help as well, maybe at receiver, um, but at the same time, this is probably not the kind of offense where they're going to go traditional 11 personnel all the time. So maybe they don't want to have three really good receivers out there. Um, and then center as well. They lose uh, Bradley Bozeman to free agency. I want to say he went to Carolina. I might be wrong on that, but um, they could definitely use some help there. Ronnie Stanley coming back from a season ending injury, obviously going to be some question marks there just by nature. Uh, I think offensive line, defensive line, one of these spots has to be it. Daniel Jeremiah, obviously very close with the Ravens. He keeps mentioning Jordan Davis. I can totally see Jordan Davis uh, in that purple as well. So I, I'm with you. George Carl Loftus, the edge, uh, edge rusher, makes some sense. It's going to be somebody that's not going to be ringing a bell for fantasy, but I, I'm I'm probably <laughs> leaning uh, edge rusher here. Uh, the Eagles, very interesting team. They're in a spot where the Saints need a wide receiver right behind them. The Chargers need a wide receiver, uh, two picks behind them. So... Obviously, there's tons of needs for the Eagles, but I want to talk about the wide receivers because there's a little bit of game theory where I think that they're going to probably take the best remaining. Which wide receiver type do you think fits best in this offense? And I'm not even sure if it's if that's the right question because I think this offense is going to completely change next year when they upgrade their quarterback. Do you think there's a specific wide receiver that pairs Beth uh, with uh, Devonta Smith? You know, I think when you look at Devonta Smith, this is the guy that if you watch football back in the day, you watch Marvin Harrison. He's a Marvin Harrison clone. Like you're going to line him up. You don't got to do anything special. Let him route guys up. He's going to get open. He's going to separate. And when I'm looking at receivers, I don't want two or three of the guys that are the same. I could not see a better fit here than Jameson Williams. If the uh, Eagles are ready to sort of spend a pick like that on a guy with a torn ACL, which let's be honest, is 2022, not that big of a deal anymore. I think that's an absolute home run pick. It seems like, you know, Jamo might actually go earlier. I don't know 100%. I, and I wouldn't be shocked if he's the first receiver off the board, but you talk about a guy that can actually take the top off the defense for the Eagles. They need that in the worst way. I think they try to get it in Jalen Rager, obviously failed miserably. Uh, Quez Watkins has flashed a little bit in that role, but not really a consistent guy. To me, it makes all the sense in the world to get a guy who can actually take the top off the defense all the time and sort of lighten that box, right? This is a team that likes to run the football, and they're really good at it too. So you start to introduce a little bit of a vertical threat there. It's only going to make it easier. They couldn't pass the ball deep last year. I know that's partially <laughs> a, a Jalen Hurts problem, but it's definitely a wide receiver problem. Jamison Williams, uh, while skinny like Devonta Smith, they kind of win in two different areas. Uh, Jamison Williams needs to get better against press man coverage, but when he has a step, like, don't even worry about trying to chase him down. He has like legit uh, track speed. I think he would have ran the four twos. Devonta Smith can be that guy within 15 uh, yards and then Jamison Williams. So I like that pair. I think Drake London uh, makes a, a lot of sense for the same reason we liked him with the Jets because he can run block, gives uh, some size. Um, but with you with those two, I think Chris Olave uh, also similar to the um, Jamison Williams. I think Jamison Williams probably a little bit better 
uh, as that downfield stretch. Um, speaking of Chris Olave, I think he makes perfect sense with the New Orleans Saints. They have Michael Thomas, who obviously is going to win within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. Uh, Chris Olave, they just need him to run run downfield. Um, Nick Underhill, who covers the Saints better than anybody, he said he'd be surprised if it's quarterback. Um, I think that they need left tackle and wide receiver. Do you think that there's a bigger priority than that for the Saints? I 100% agree. It's got to be left tackle or receiver. And it's kind of strange that they obviously pull off that trade with the Eagles a, a few weeks back. Makes you want to think that maybe they want to get a tackle and a receiver. You know, and they're not they're not too far apart in their picks there. I think it's a good spot, too. You might get one of those tackles if they slip a little bit. Um, one of those guys that can replace Teron Armstead. You lose him in free agency, obviously, to the Miami Dolphins. Got paid a lot of money. Great player. Uh, and then receiver. I, I mean, uh, they need a receiver bad. Michael Thomas, I'm sure he'll be back. He'll be his old self. But outside of that, there's a lot of question marks. Marquez Callaway, is he a starting quality player? Traquan Smith, haven't really seen much out of him either. I think you got to go uh, with either receiver or tackle. And with the other pick, whichever one you didn't go with in the first one, you got to take that one. Yeah, it's interesting because the Chargers and then uh, at 18, the Eagles, we'll have to see what positions they need. I think they're going to have to go the wide receiver first um, and then go tackle afterwards. I'm looking at Chris Olave, Jameson Williams make a lot of sense to me. Maybe Traylon Burks, but I think they already have a lot of that, those manufactured touches in the offense. So I'm, I think their dream scenario would be like Chris Olave at 16, and then maybe Trevor Penning um, at at 19. I think basically they have to pick positions that they can't find in free agency. They have no money. As always, you can't uh, find wide receivers or left tackles on the market. So I think you have to draft them um, early on. Chargers. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. You know, you look at two positions that you can have under control for five years on rookie contracts. Uh, you probably want two of the higher paid positions like that. For sure. The Chargers. Uh, I have two questions here. Uh you know Sebastian Joseph Day better than basically anybody I know, and you also know Brandon Staley's defense better than anybody I know. Do you think that Jordan Davis would still be a fit? Do you think that's adding too much? They have obviously upgraded the defensive line, but I'm, I'm wondering if there's still a need for that like classic nose tackle, one tech. What do you think that Jordan Davis falls in the Chargers' uh, eyesights? <laughs> yeah, so I've I've mentioned that fit before as well. Uh, Chargers contingents were not excited about that. They were pretty pissed off. I will say that. Uh, I guess they feel good enough about what they have, and I, I would tend to agree. You know, I really think Sebastian Joseph Day's one of the top five run stuffers in football. I mean, this guy could two gap, he can one gap, or he can play the gap and a half technique like Brandon Staley does. So uh, I think you know, even you look at Austin Johnson, they signed him this past uh, off season as well. They really spent up money on that defensive line because I think they want to play light in the box. That's the Brandon Staley way, uh, prioritize coverage, which you probably should be doing in 2022. And I think they have the guys up front that can consistently win against the run. So I don't necessarily think they need to go with a Jordan Davis. Uh, if they do, I, you know, good luck running on that football team. I don't know how you do it. Um, but I think there's definitely some other needs that I would probably tend to lean towards to maybe a receiver. I feel like we're kind of saying that for every team, but uh, they have a third need potentially at receiver. I, and you talk about Justin Herbert. I mean, this is a guy that uh, he could throw the football as good as anyone in the league right now. If you want to get an explosive offense, uh, you might want to go with a the receiver there, but I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if they go D tackle, I just don't think it's definitely up there as a number one need for them right now. Yeah. It seems like just Jordan Davis is like, that's such a freak talent that they wouldn't have to worry about their offensive line. They can play in two high shells whenever they want. If Jordan Davis is a rotational player, they have the depth. Uh, so I think if he falls this far, he might not even make it this far. I think that he has a yep. chance to be there. Um, the second question I had is 
will Jameson Williams have 2,000 yards next year uh, <laughs> if this is the pick? I would absolutely love that. Oh, my goodness, man. You talk about Justin Herbert having probably the strongest arm in football right now. Uh, Jameson Williams playing with Keenan Allen, playing with Mike Williams. I don't know that there's a fantasy player out there that doesn't want to see that. Maybe AFC West fans. Um, <laughs> but also right tackle. I mean, they got a whole yeah. lot of right tackle that is big right now. Maybe they lean that way. I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough finding that right tackle need at this point in the draft. That might be a day two selection. So I'm hoping it's Jordan Davis. I just think that would be an interesting fit. Uh, completely lean into the too high uh, stuff. I think that makes for some interesting contact. Uh, back to the Eagles. Um, we talked about the wide receivers. Any other positions? I, I think linebacker, corner, offensive line. What do you think the biggest priorities are? Yeah, uh, cornerback's definitely one of the spots I have circled right now. They lose Steven Nelson. I can't recall uh, if he's still a free agent or if he just signed somewhere. I want to say he just signed somewhere. I might be wrong on that. Uh, but that definitely opens a hole at cornerback. They have Darius Slay. They have uh, Vontae Maddox, who they like to play in the nickel spot. But you could still certainly use another corner there. Um, of course, there's a team that absolutely loves defensive linemen more than probably anyone in the NFL. Yep. Wouldn't be shocked if they did that. I don't think they need it. Uh, but they're just crazy for edge rushers. I don't really get it. Um, and then also, you know, on the offensive line, same thing. They always seem to find good value on the offensive line. Uh, again, not one of their priority needs here. Maybe linebacker might be, and wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, kind of hope their fingers uh, are crossed here for a Nicobe Dean to slip or somebody like that. They need a linebacker, uh, and, and they haven't had one of those impact guys in a long time. It feels like at linebacker. So wouldn't be shocked if that's what ultimately what they do here either. Yeah, the Eagles don't view linebacker as a huge priority, but that also means that their current linebacker depth chart is really bad. So if Devin yeah. Lloyd falls, if they want to reach on a Nicobe Dean, I think they are in play. Um, Trent McDuffie also makes some sense, the corner out of Washington. Uh, 19, we already went over the Saints. We think that's like a, a left tackle wide receiver. Um, the other position, like maybe they need like a, a new uh, slot corner defensive tackle, but... I think we're we're set on wide receiver and tackle for them. Let's get to a fun team. Pittsburgh Steelers, we're playing the game. Are they drafting a quarterback round one? Yes or no? I'm going to say, yeah. I, I think, I so think they love Malik Willis. I, I don't know if it's just the smoke and mirrors that we're getting right now. Of course, draft season is always hard to predict, but I've seen Mike Tomlin talk. He seems really infatuated with Malik Willis. Um and the future's not there, right? Trubisky's not that guy. Mason Rudolph is certainly not that guy. And I think Trubisky's decent enough to get you that bridge-style quarterback, like a Jared Goff type of thing, where he might start 12 games, 15 games, whatever, the whole year. Uh, but I definitely think they're really going to be interested here at quarterback. And, and let's be honest, this team is pretty good. Like, the defense, I think, has a lot of talent offensively. Yeah, the O-line needs help, but they still got talent there, too. Uh, they're not that far from competing. It's going to obviously be a little bit of a step up when you look at some of the other teams in the AFC. But... I just don't think they're that far. So if you can get that quarterback, that's a little bit of a needle mover here, which they always are. I, I just don't know how they pass up on it. Yeah. Trubisky, they only gave him $6 million. That is not a whole lot of money um, for a veteran quarterback. And the other thing I want to note Steelers GM, it's his last year. We saw what the Ravens GM did in his final year. He drafted Lamar Jackson. I can see either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis here. And I mean, we went through uh, the first like 19 teams here. We didn't say quarterback as a need for too many of them. So I want, I do think in a, in a bad quarterback class, I do wonder if how much they even have to trade up if they have to uh, even do it at all. So that's going to be one of the storylines. I'm with you. Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis uh, is what I'll have in my mock draft. 
21, the New England Patriots. I think that the top five wide receivers are going to be off the board at this point. Maybe a Traylon Burks is available. I don't love that fit for him. Uh, Mike Giardi, he tweeted that offensive line is where they're leaning here, either at tackle or guard. I'm going to ask you, what was up with that Shaq Mason trade? Um, and is it going to be an offensive guard here? Yeah, that was strange. Uh, the Buccaneers certainly got a really good player for very cheap, which seems like not enough NFL teams take advantage of that. I think a lot more teams should be happy to trade third round or sorry, day three picks for uh, veterans who are very good. So right now, as it you know, seems, uh, James Ference, I think, is probably the projected starter at right guard in place of Shaq Mason. Would not be shocked if they go there uh, to find a new starter, maybe a Zion Johnson. I've seen uh, his connection here a little bit. I think that would probably make a lot of sense. Um, you know, you look at even the defense side of the ball, they're always a hard team to peg because they like moving guys into positions that we nobody else really does. They're very multiple with what they do. Would it be shocked if they like cornerback here? They always seem to prioritize positions like that. So um, I don't know how much you want to trust a guy like, you know, uh, Malcolm Butler, who just came out of retirement for a year. Uh, but the Patriots always seem to somehow get the most out of guys. So maybe he's a good player still. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked with the whole line, though. What about linebacker? I've seen Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd. Do you think that's a fit? I certainly think they need a linebacker. Yeah, Mac Wilson, I think, is projected to start right now. Uh, Jawan Bentley, probably not, you know, starting quality players. Raekwon McMillan's a question mark there. Uh, Anthony Jennings as well. You know, there's no uh, no guy there right now. And it feels like, you know, Dante Hightower is a free agent, probably not going to come back. Uh, I want to say Jamie Collins left as well. Kyle Van Noy, a bunch of guys that, you know, they are multiple there. So they play a little bit D-line, a little bit uh, off ball there. Wouldn't be shocked if if they go linebacker either. All right, the Packers, I think that the top four wide receivers kind of separate and Traylon Burks kind of flying in the middle, um, at least according to the mock drafts. He makes a ton of sense for the Packers at 22. They scheme touches up to Devontae Adams. Uh, potentially, Traylon Burks can be that X receiver. Um, I think if Traylon Burks is on the board here, that's where they would go. Uh, another thing, they have so many picks that they could trade up uh, as well. Uh, what are the other needs outside of wide receiver? Because that one's so damn obvious. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you got to go receiver here. If for whatever reason they don't, uh, wouldn't it be shocked if they look to upgrade at right guard? Royce Newman, I think, is projected to start there right now. Probably better served as a backup, I would say. Uh, you look at the defensive side of the ball, I think the rest of the offense is fairly solid, especially if they can get guys back healthy. David Bakhtiari, question mark. Uh, Elton Jenkins, question mark. Both really, really outstanding players, though. Uh, defensive end, I think, could be a spot where, you know, you want to get a guy that's sort of three technique-ish, maybe a little bit nose tackle-ish. You want to pair with the Kenny Clark, someone like that. Uh, they did sign Jaron Reed, I believe, so that may not be the biggest need. Uh, and I think off-ball linebacker is probably a spot where you want to look to get better as well. Devondre, Campin, uh, Devondre Campbell, sorry, give him a big deal this offseason, really good player. Uh, but next to him, Chris Barnes, is he a starter? I don't really know about that one. Really good roster. You know, they don't have many holes. I think they can really feel good about where they're at right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be a uh, linebacker um, plus wide receiver here. I'm not sure the order of it. Uh, I do want to throw out George Pickens is the other X receiver. I think that he makes sense for the Packers uh, and the Chiefs, but more on that in a second. The Cardinals, uh, they have no edge and no corner. Last time I checked in the NFL, you need at least one of the two. We have the debate. Uh, you used to work at PFF. You guys were leading the charge there. Uh, edge rusher versus corner. Well, the Cardinals have neither. So uh, <laughs> fill us in on what the Cardinals are thinking um, going to 2022. Yeah, that's uh, it's an issue for sure. Uh, JJ Watt always has injury issues. He's still there, of course, but he missed games last year. They lose Chandler Jones. He goes to Las Vegas uh, throughout the offseason there. Uh, they still got Marcus Golden, you know, solid player as well. 
but they need an edge rusher. There's no doubt about that, especially in the division they play in. Uh, San Fran, pretty good. The Rams, obviously, pretty good team as well. Cornerback, definite need. I don't know which one you want to go with more. Maybe cornerback. You look at Marco Wilson, six-round pick I want to see out of Florida, started last year. Definitely had his ups and downs, no doubt about that. Jeff Gladney, uh, a guy who just got back in the NFL after some legal issues. He's probably not a starter. He was a former first-round pick, so there is talent there. And then Byron Murphy, really good player, nickelback. Definitely think cornerback is the number one need here. Edge rusher right up there. Um, I don't know how you avoid those positions at this spot. I have the Cardinals as a trade down team as well. They don't have fourth or fifth round picks. They are an old, older roster. Uh, they are tied up against the cap. They need like more young talent. So I can see them uh, trading down a little bit. Dallas Cowboys. I see left guard here mocked a lot. I see in your team needs that's up there. It seems like Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson are the top guard prospects here. Con- kind of completely different types of players. Kenyon Green, more power based. Zion Johnson, a little bit lighter on his feet here. Uh, do you see one that fits better in this Cowboys offense? And then uh, on defense, what are the biggest holes? Yeah, so I think there's three spots here that are very clear. Uh, in terms of the Cowboys offense, I want to say they're a little bit more power-based, so maybe uh, you want to go towards a green as opposed to a Zion Johnson. Uh, definitely think receiver is a spot here. Uh, I would not rule it out, not not whatsoever. I mean, this offense runs a lot of 11 personnel. I think Traylon Burks here would be really fun. I'm just saying that. Uh, Arkansas, too. Flip- Jerry, uh, yeah. That's all Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen uh, some Cowboys uh, beats also suggest that I was like, you know what? I love that fit on the defensive side of the ball. You lose Randy Gregory after that weird fiasco goes to Denver. You need an edge rusher. I'm not sure that the Cowboys are going to view it that way. They did sign Dante Fowler. He was not good in Atlanta. I don't know that you want to start him. Uh, and then, of course, they're talking up guys like uh, Dorrance Armstrong, who suddenly now is as good as Randy Gregory. So I don't really know what they're up to there. I think edge rusher definitely a spot you want to look at. Uh, and wide receiver. Those are the two spots I've circled left guard as well. Uh, Connor McGovern could do, you know, the starting job there. I think he probably not a big drop off from Connor Williams, but um, you know, this is a team that always likes to invest in that O-line as well. So could be a spot. I saw right before we hopped on that Debo Samuels request, uh, requested a trade. And I think that his latest like on Twitter was Debo Samuel in a Cowboys uniform. So just throwing that out there. 25 Buffalo bills. I see Brees Hall mocked here all the time. I would be stunned. That's something that I just do not believe. I think that the Bills are way too smart. I don't think that Brees Hall is a first-round type of guy. I think that second round, sure. 57th overall is their next pick. I think that's when you can find a Kenneth Walker. Uh, Devin Singletary is serviceable at the very least. Um, What are the other positions that the Bills need? I think that, like you said, that they're arguably the most complete roster in the NFL. Completely agree with you. Are they just best player available at this point? Yeah, you know, I, I think they are. Uh, and I would advise uh, against taking a running back that's not from my PFF roots. It just reminds me of a Kansas City Chiefs, you know, two yes. years ago, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire situation. You do not want that. It seems like, yeah, at the time, there's not many holes. Let's take a running back and kind of take, you know, put the cherry on top of the cake or whatever, as they say. I don't think that's the situation. You know, in a year's time, you could need a cornerback or you could need a high-value position. And now you're stuck with a running back that just doesn't move the needle that much. I think you go cornerback here. Tredavious White coming off a torn ACL. Great player. How long is he going to take to rehab? We'll see. Uh, they lose Levi Wallace, another boundary starter for them at cornerback. Uh, can't recall where he went this offseason. But now you're going to have Dane Jackson starting there potentially. Taron Johnson in the nickel spot. Tredavious White, is he going to start week one? Is he not? Uh, definitely need a corner, I think, at some point. Uh, and then the offensive line as well. One of the guard spots, I think, Maybe the Bills might not view it that way. Ryan Bates, they re-signed uh, this past offseason a few weeks ago, actually. They signed Roger Saffold, who was released by Tennessee. 
I think you could upgrade Ryan Bates. You know, maybe they view him as a starter, so that might be uh, a you know different kind of point of view there for them. But I think you look at offensive line, one of the guard spots, cornerback, one hundred percent. I think you definitely want to look there. Dax Hill kind of plays corner slash safety. I think he wants to play um, more safety. They have two older safeties, but I think that as a rookie, Dax Hill gives you first of all depth. He could be best player available. The other thing is he can play against tight ends. You have to beat Travis Kelsey. You have to beat Mark Andrews among some other AFC uh, teams to get to the Super Bowl. So uh, that's another one. I think that they're just best player available. Their roster is too good. Uh, the Titans kind of in a similar boat where there wasn't like a glaring need. They're just way worse at all the positions. They, they're lacking like elite <laughs> talent outside of AJ Brown and, and Derrick Henry. Do you think they'll go quarterback or do you think that it's a slot wide receiver? I see left guard uh, written down here. Their defense is pretty solid all, all across the board though. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go QB. I think they still have some faith in Ryan Tannehill. feels like uh, it might be a little bit too long, kind of like the Rams, Jared Goff situation. But I, I think they still believe in this guy. that He did take them to an AFC championship game. I probably shouldn't say that. He was a part of what Derrick Henry was able to do to get, to, uh, get them to an AFC championship game. But when you talk about what kind of team this is, uh, they're going to punch you in the mouth. They're going to run the football more than anyone. They're going to run play action. They're going to have some of those backside digs and, and things like that coming in. You got to go O line, I think, right? Left guard, Aaron Brewers projected to probably start there. Maybe Jamarco Jones, who they signed from the Seahawks this offseason. I think you lose a Roger Saffold. You probably want to find another guy here that you could plug in and beat teams up. Like that's their identity. They want to run the football. Derrick Henry is going to do it a ton. That's probably where I would go. You know, I think their defense, like you mentioned, is pretty solid. It's not that bad. Could be some spots they want to look at. Maybe a third receiver. I wouldn't be uh, rule it out of the question. Probably too early for that because they just don't pass the ball enough. I think left guard is definitely the spot that makes sense for them here. Yeah, I agree with you with left guard. It seems like we have list left guard for a lot of teams, though, and there's basically <laughs> two options. We keep mentioning Green and Johnson. If those guys are off the board, I can see them trading down, uh, gathering some more picks and some more depth. That's like one thing the Titans don't have. Is they don't have a whole lot of depth, especially on, on offense. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team that needs a left guard. I am struggling to see how one of these left guards falls all the way because this is the 10th team in a row that we've listed that position. <laughs> what, what, where else are we looking at? Uh, edge rusher, defensive tackle, anything in particular? I know they have Vita Vea and some edge rushers, but I think that that might be another spot to sell. Yeah, this is a team that uh, they got to feel pretty good about where they're at. No hugely pressing needs, I guess you could say. For me, I think it's edge rusher. Jason Pierre-Paul is a free agent. and Dominican Sue a free agent. Neither guy's back yet. Steve McClendon a free agent. Um, wouldn't it be shocked if maybe they go corner? Uh, I think they're probably better off a corner than they are at edge rusher. They do have Joe Tryon, Shoyenka, who they drafted in the first round last year, promising rookie, of course, uh, and Shaq Barrett, one of the more underrated players in the league. But this team, this feels like a team that kind of wants to have like a three deep uh, rotation at edge where they can, you know, consistently bring yep. a guy out to be fresh. I think that's probably the spot you want to go. Maybe D tackle, like you mentioned, Vita Vea, good player. William Golston, pretty decent player. Um, but yeah, this, this team feels like a D line kind of situation here for me. You know, maybe offensive line, it could be outside. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, maybe not that many options here. So probably problematic for them. But I think D line or O line is definitely going to be the spot here. And this would definitely be a Kenyon Green guard selection over Zion Johnson. Just they basically lead the league in, in duo runs. Uh, yeah. Back to the Packers, we listed linebacker and maybe offensive line, so we can skip over them. The Chiefs, 29th and 30th. I was on ESPN. Their beat reporter uh, said that it's more likely than not that they trade up. Now, I don't know. I wouldn't. I would disagree with that. I think that's certainly on the table. 
Um, if they are to trade up for, let's say it's a wide receiver after trading Tyreek Hill, is there a specific type of wide receiver the Chiefs are eyeing? I don't know what they're eyeing, but I know what I would be eyeing, and that's Jameson Williams. I mean, you, you lose speed, you got to get speed. Yes, they signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Solid player, but he's not Tyreek Hill. Like, Jameson Williams, I think, is a lot more like Tyreek Hill. He's not Tyreek Hill either, uh, but he has that vertical ability, and he has the yards after catch ability, the yak ability, where Tyreek Hill was not just a guy that can take the top off the defense. Yes, that's what he's best at, but for a guy who's 5'11", like, he was really good at climbing the ladder, making contested catches, and, of course, when you get the ball in his hands – uh, good luck trying to tackle him. I think it's Jamison Williams. You know, if they don't want to go with another speedster, if they feel good about MVS there, you might want to go with a Garrett Wilson or someone like that, maybe a Sky Moore. Uh, I've seen some Chiefs guys plug in George Pickens here, which is a little bit different. I like really any addition here, any kind of talent you can get at receiver. And I, I seen one of the quotes, I, I can't recall from who it was today, kind of mentioned getting bigger at that spot. So maybe George Pickens is a little bit better of a uh, projection here, but um, definitely got to go receiver. I think you, you definitely have to try and replace Tyreek Hill. Yeah. The chiefs don't only have two first round picks. They have multiple second round picks. They have a bunch of picks. So they have the ammo to move up. If they do stay packed for a wide receiver, I don't think that Jahan Dotson makes too much sense. They already have a slot receiver. They already have McCall Hardman. MVS is uh, somewhat similar. Uh, I think it would be George Pickens. Maybe if you can sell yourself into Christian Watson, but I think Christian Watson, I literally wrote he's FCS. Marquez Valdez Scantling. So I don't really love that. I think it would be George Pickens if they stay in all the top wide receivers. They need an X receiver. Travis Kelsey insurance debatably. They use Travis Kelsey as an X receiver. Even if Travis Kelsey stays as uh, as a baller for the next couple of years, you'd still need that number one physical X receiver uh, who can block his ass off. So I'm hoping as a huge George Pickens stan that he ends up going a little bit earlier than anticipated. Uh, defensive side of the ball. Edge, corner, I think both are pretty obvious needs. You lean one way or the other. I don't necessarily lean one way or the other. Uh, they they probably have the worst cornerback roster in the NFL right now. I think that's probably not really up for debate. Uh, edge rusher, also really bad. Frank Clark has just been a massive question mark. Mike Dana, I think, is projected to start on the other side. Uh, they need both really badly. Yep. Uh, there's there's no wrong answer here. Yeah, there's there's going to be options at, at edge rusher. Um, Boye Mafe, Arnold Abikity, that's my guy. I, I hope they go uh, Arnold and George Pickens. Those That would be my uh, way to solve the Chiefs. Bengals 31, uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Now we're kind of getting in the Tyler Linderbaum range uh, zone uh, offense for the Bengals. They, now they have added a bunch of offensive linemen, including some players that could play center. Do you think that their biggest priorities on the other side of the ball at this point? this is one of those rosters. I feel like they could feel pretty good about whatever, whatever drops them. Right. Yep. Uh, the defense I think is solid. There's a lot of good quality players. And I think they play well more. So uh, it's like a, sum of the parts kind of thing here where they're good cohesively, as opposed to like having superstar talent here and there um, offensive line, I think is definitely a spot again, left guard might be an issue. Uh, if they want to slide Ted Karras to left guard, that's a possibility. And then you slide, you know, a new center in there, like a Tyler Linderbaum, like you mentioned, um, but outside of that, I think you probably would lean towards the defensive side of the ball. Maybe linebacker is a position they could look to improve. Maybe defensive tackle, uh, maybe a three technique because DJ Reader, a guy they signed from Houston last year, one of the better nose tackles in football. You might want a guy who's a little bit slimmer, smaller, uh, that can penetrate like a Larry Ogunjobi, who they presumably are going to lose in free agency. So uh, that could be an option too, uh, but I, I would probably lean towards offensive line still. It seems like they're prioritizing that way. Yeah, it'd either be Tyler Linderbaum or corners, kind of how I'm looking at this as well. They can uh, upgrade over Eli Apple, as you wrote here. Yeah, Lions going back, we think that linebacker, free safety, and corner 
Uh, this is where you get into all those Georgia guys, in my opinion. Uh, now we're going to play the game of rapid fire. I got another podcast to jump to. So I'm going to say one word answer. I'm going to ask you which position you would draft for the teams that don't have first round picks, uh, starting with the Chicago bears, X receiver, uh, <laughs> offensive line edge. Give me the position. I, I think you got to go O line. You got to help Justin Fields as much as you can. Yeah. I, I'm not sure which wide receivers would be available. I don't think that I, I like sky Moore. I don't think sky Moore solves your problems. Keep Justin Fields upright. Uh, Denver Broncos. They don't have that many needs. What? Give me one. Uh, they're, they're a really good roster. I'll go with strong safety. Maybe Caden Stern's a guy that, uh, I think people in Denver probably like a lot more than we do. We don't really know that much about him. I might go there. Uh, think you can't have too much depth in the secondary Cleveland Browns. Uh, another roster that seems pretty, pretty loaded. Uh, slot receiver, defensive tackle, defensive end are your team needs. Anyone stand out? As of right now, I would go receiver. Uh, definitely want to get someone there uh, to pair with Amari Cooper. Uh, Deshaun Watson, is he going to play this year? If he does, that would be pretty electric. You get him another receiver there. Jarvis Landry, is he going to come back? Is he not? I don't really know. It seems like they need a receiver pretty badly, though. It would be slot wide receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones, kind of X. Amari uh, Cooper can play kind of everywhere, but he could be a Z receiver, so I'm looking at slot in particular. Uh, yep. Dolphins, they don't have any picks, uh, basically. Um, let's assume that it's not quarterback. Uh, what are the other positions? I might lean cornerback here. Not quarterback, cornerback on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they already have a really good pairing there, and is Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones. Nick Needham, I think you can upgrade on uh, in terms of the nickel corner there. You get another guy there that's really, really good. That defense is a lot of players. Colts, uh, they pick in the middle of the second round. Uh, you have wide receiver listed. Um, I think left tackle, obviously, is in another spot. Uh, do you have a wide receiver that you would like to see in the second round to the Colts? Is it Sky Moore, George, George Pickens? What what kind of body type are you leaning? Yeah, I mean, they could use a lot of help. I would probably go with maybe like a Jahan Dotson type of player here where okay. you got Michael Pittman, big body guy. He could do a lot. Uh, you have Paris Campbell who kind of moonlights as that slot guy and, and, you know, let's manufacture touches for this kind of player. I would like Jah- Jahan Dotson here. You know, he, he's kind of similar to maybe to a Calvin Ridley where you plug him in, he's same kind of height let him run routes. Matt Ryan might be, you know, fairly comfortable with that kind of a player. So Raiders, they made a bunch of splash moves. I think the offensive line, is there a specific, uh, specific spot on the offensive line that you're looking at? Yeah, I, I think you got to go right guard here, <laughs> left guard or right guard, either guard spot, right guard specifically though. Uh, they need help. It's going to help a lot in the running game. You know, Josh Jacobs is going to help obviously Derek Carr stay upright. And I think we all kind of want to see how Carr and Adams are going to mesh here. If you can give him as much time as he needs, I, I think this offense could be low key pretty good. I big, big agree. I think I'm going to be higher on Derek Carr in fantasy circles. Uh, 49ers, this is your rival. And then the Rams, uh, which position are you rooting the 49ers uh, against? What is it left guard, <laughs> uh, safety? What is it? Yeah, so I hope they don't go receiver. Uh, they probably should now with the Debo Samuel stuff. Even before Debo, uh, you could justify going corn or sorry, receiver there. Um, for me, you got to go safety. I mean, let's make it least impactful here. Let's not get someone out there who's going to absolutely stump everyone. Um, but yeah, this is a, a pretty good roster as well. They don't have a lot of holes. Rams, you better get this right. Uh, they're I'm, without <laughs> looking. They their first pick is in the seventh round. Which seventh round player is all of a sudden going to get uh, a fifty million dollar contract in four years? Yeah, we'll go with uh, let's go with cornerback. I think they need depth at cornerback. Of course, they lose Darius Williams in free agency. Um, now they're projected to start David Long, uh, Robert Rochelle, fourth round pick. 
lot of question marks there. They might sign someone still. They seem to be intent on signing someone post a compensatory pick formula, which is post draft, of course, but I'd say cornerback. All right. That was one hour. We fitted in with 20 seconds to go. Make sure you're following Sosa on Twitter, underdog NFL news. Sosa is going to be doing a bunch of breakdowns for us. We got team previews coming up. Uh, he's going to be big into fantasy football this year. Uh, Sosa, what is your Twitter handle to make sure everyone's following? Yep, you can follow me at QB's MVP. That's on Twitter. And of course, you can follow all the underdog accounts at underdog underscore underscore NFL, MLB, NBA. Yep, go read his team needs column if you need a quick recap. Um, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back. Josh will be back on Thursday. Can't miss episode talking to the beat reporters. Uh, I think that's coming out this Thursday. Do not miss that one. I'm out of here. Up the villa. Nah, fight on, baby. Let's go. <laughs>